Hey everybody, welcome to episode 156 of It's Just Bodybuilding. Scott McNally, Dusty Hanshaw, myself Ron Partlow, and on today's show, Jamie, aka the Giant Christian, on It's Just Bodybuilding. I, I told you guys a story like about when I went to Rich Piana's house and he had a shotgun behind the door. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I know we didn't hear I didn't oh. hear that story. Yeah. You should tell that yeah. one day soon. I got to well, hear I'll, that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Wow. And a couple of uh, couple of uh, handguns on the kitchen table, just sitting on the kitchen table. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's another world to the UK, bloody hell. Yeah, yeah. Right. A couple bo- couple boxes of um, couple boxes of ammo. There was a um, a Chrome forty five, nice, and a, Ber- and a Beretta, yeah. nice. Because you never know if you might need two. You know what I'm saying? Like one for each. Yeah. Well, you, well, there's a certain thing that you need a nine mil for, and a certain thing you need a 45 for. <laughs> different tools for different jobs, right? <laughs> right? I mean, you never know. You never know what's at the front door. Yeah. It might be a 45 job. You know? It might be a 45 <laughs> job. Yeah. The gun for the off season. Gun for practice. He's bring out the big guns. <laughs> Oh, you know. God. I, I'm recording because I got a decent question to stop start some conversation. We did. Oh, we we are. Yeah. Oh yeah. We, we, really have to be, we have to have gotten all of that. Yes. <laughs> okay. I was gonna say it just seems on Instagram at the minute like all the bodybuilders are going at each other. Did you see? First of all, I think it was meant in jest, but um, Antoine versus Ian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I saw Ian post on his story today. That him and Antoine are absolutely cool and they're just having fun. Oh, yeah. Cool. So but then there was the Ian. Was it Ian versus Blessing? That seemed a little bit less cool. <laughs> that seemed less cool. I didn't see that. What? What was I did the deal? not see. Did not see a post saying that they were cool. No. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Maybe Frosty, but not cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frosty, probably a bit for so sure. So, f- for me and anybody else that d- that doesn't know exactly what this was, what was the scenario? Well, I don't totally know. I just saw that there was like bodybuilders that, like, a couple people like that I know. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you know, guys. It was uh, like you know, one dude that I know from the gym really well. Um, he was like in there adding to the. Yeah, to like the the beat down, or the wow. you, you know uh, like on Valer's you know on Team Ian, right? Okay, but yeah, there was yeah, a yeah. bunch of there's a bunch of people hopping in, and I I noticed that I even knew a few of them. Yeah, hmm. I think, and I was like, oh, Scott. this is like the fans are like in on this, like they're like, no, yeah. you don't talk to Ian Valer that way. <laughs> <laughs> but, but your your reference, Scott, I think uh, it started off by blessing. You posted saying that Brandon Curry is his ideal physique. Okay. But he's going to win one more Olympia, and then it's his turn because basically shape wins. Okay. So, so Ian's come out and said, "That's why they've got a class called Classic." Ah. Muscle muscle wins. Um, this is bodybuilding. Yeah. And that's that's how it started off. Okay, and then they just went from there. Yeah. Yeah. Kicked off big time. So I, you know, I, like I gave off, myself, I, I indulged, I did indulge 
but yeah. I gave myself like a 60 second time limit to just scan comments. <laughs> so I didn't fully, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'll do a little, I'll do a little bit of the drugs, but I don't want to be like an addict. And you didn't want to get invested. Yeah. 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 I want to put my phone down and I don't, I, I kind of don't really want to know the full story. Cause then, you know, there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then you have to, yeah. Then you have to have an opinion at that point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's but I, fun, I, yeah, go ahead. I was, I was just going to say, it made me think about something else today because you've got those two storylines and then you've got the Crizo versus um, Nick Walker narrative. And there's a few other ones. And then there's Andrew Jatt in the media quite heavily. And I know why they do it because it's very, very influential on their placings almost because they're getting publicity before oh. they even stepped on stage. So what do we think to that? Does, does profile matter? Before you go to stage. Hello, Dusty. Hello. Glad you guys finally I, made it. I gotta say <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say I'm really happy with the color scheme. You know me. We got Where red, go? we got yeah, this is great. Black going on so, here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just yeah. Playing. And then and, and, and then I gotta also quickly mention uh like, share, subscribe, comment, ring the bell. Ding ding. There we go. And comment with questions for the Q&A episodes. True. There we go. Um, what is this, episode 155? 156. Six, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Nah, <clears throat> you can put the number up. Yes. Give or take. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and, of course, uh, Jamie the Giant joining us. And we Glad also have to that. add, you know, yeah, the rock star haircut. We actually... Um, I think we assigned you as the bass player of our all-star bodybuilder band. <laughs> we did. I think we, we did. made wow. you the bass player. We thought you would be like, because you're so huge and you'd be back there just, yeah. you know. I didn't and, even know. Um, That's why I put the bandana on, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So, no, you kind of like it. It's funny that you show up looking like, you know. <laughs> like a bass player. Like a homeless bass player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Um, cool. So your question, does profile matter? So you mean in the plate, like when it comes day of the show, does profile matter? I think that Arnold yeah, proved, because leading, Arnold leading proved into that. the show. Yeah. 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 I think, I, I think, think Arnold proved that profile matters when he won the 1980 Olympia. <laughs> mm. Well, well let, yeah. let's also look a little closer. Uh, when Dana won the Olympia, not to say she didn't deserve it, but had she not won, I'm pretty sure the fans would have torn the auditorium apart. Yeah. So <laughs> I was there and I was like, y'all don't really have a choice here. I mean, she, she deserves it, but you don't really have a choice. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just like, uh, you mean overwhelming crowd? Like, listen, I can't remember who the girl who that took second was, but her mom was screaming Dana at the side. <laughs> yeah, 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 so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So okay. she right. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about it, Jamie? Yeah, I wish I need to do something to get some press. <laughs> well, start some shit. Hey, I think Louis CK has already dealt with this gay sex tape. That's go all the way. <laughs> right. Grab the melons. You know. Well, the wife's yeah. away, so I've got plenty of space for activities. 
<laughs> no. I like that we're calling them activities. It's Ron just said that to me yesterday when I sent my uh video. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's British. It's very I British. Like, I think it was I was thinking about stepbrothers earlier because when me and Ron was in um FIBO, I don't know why I was thinking this from before I go in the shower, by the way. <laughs> I was thinking I was thinking about we're, every morning. We're this whole gay sex thing. Yeah. Um and I thought, fuck, I think Ron actually likes coffee just as much as me. And then there's that bit in Step Brothers where they look at you and say, did we just become best friends? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. Coffee was equally important to both of us. I do remember that. Oh, God. Very important. Coffee, Coffee is life. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and yes. cigars, Dusty. But uh, I need yes. to sample some of those with you. Oh, we got you. We got you covered here uh, shortly. Are you um, – when, when's your next trip to the States? It's in uh, two weeks on Wednesday, believe it or not. Okay, I, I was I was verifying if that was the if you were I saw it. I'm like, so you got to make that trip for like a short little. I mean, I understand yeah. you traveling this far to see me, but like you got to see Ron also. <laughs> it just kind of yeah washes, you know. <laughs> I think it, I think it makes a lot of sense. It breaks. Up oh yeah, and I get to see Milos in person, so that would be very beneficial. I think. Oh, that'd be very cool too. Not to mention, I get to see certain people, you know, that I like to catch up with. Yeah, I don't want to name What's any names, that? but uh, Jim. Um. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know whether I... is is a, a certain trip allowed to be common knowledge because it's only a trip. Well, you know, the, the trip is acceptable. Yes, yes, yeah. we're, we're doing a little, we're doing a little mutant get together. That's a thing. Cool. We're doing some videos. Yeah. Uh, we don't have any. We don't have anything current of any of us training together. So, like, I did some footage on my own. Jamie's done some on his own. Ron obviously does it all the time. Um, uh, Drea is uh, joining, so it's going to be a good time. We're going to get all of us together and, and do some footage. Hopefully, uh, she doesn't kill any of us, and <laughs> we'll be good to go. Just don't train legs with her. You'll be okay. You know that's exactly yeah. what I want to do. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, I've already, like, decided, like, well, if this is why I'm going to die, that's fine. I just want to know what it's like. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Don't dare <laughs> nick a Brussels sprouts as well. Sugar crazy. Yeah, we we <laughs> we, we, we learned that at uh, a dinner at the Arnold, Scott. Uh, she's very protective of Brussels sprouts. No kidding. Out of all food groups, it's the, the Brussels yeah. sprouts. And not just food. I took her wallet. She didn't say shit. Took one Brussels sprout. <laughs> Got stabbed with a fork. It was it was obscene, you know. It was insanity. So, but no, I'm actually looking forward to it. And I've got uh, this weekend going to Phoenix for uh, a show, which is a one day thing. But then, of course, staying there for a few days to uh, cause a ruckus and train at the old stomping grounds and whatnot. Nice. May or may not be getting eight hours of ink done. I don't know. Can't say for sure. <clears throat> but yes. All part of the trip. I uh, am full of questions about your cigar stuff, Dusty. What's going on with this? Tell us about so, this cigar podcast I saw. I don't know if you guys well, saw that story he put up. No. Yeah. yeah so okay. as with everything I do, I tend to ease into things and just, you know, wade my way in. So I'm five months into smoking cigars. So I decided I need a podcast. Naturally. Yeah. And <laughs> so we... We actually hired a production company to do it right, and uh, it's going to be pretty sick. Basically, the the thought process is simple. 
when I got into cigars, I started looking at podcasts and things, and it's a bunch of like, you know, obviously experienced people, but they're really proud of, you know, their flavors. Oh, I, a, a tinch of huckleberry and there's uh, a little burnt leather. I'm like, fuck you. You don't taste all that shit. <laughs> like right. it, it's annoying to me. So we're do what we're doing is Nikki and I are on there as two people that are just kind of beginning sharing the process. Cause I feel like in all sports and things like Ron's actually the first to really do it that I've seen where right when he got back into flatland, he started posting about it, you know, and, and putting it out there where people tend to wait five years deep and be experts. And then they're like, Oh yeah, I started doing this by the way. And I'm phenomenal. So yeah. we're kind of sharing the, the beginning and just kind of the learning process. And then a friend of mine who is Ron's alter, it's not even alter ego. It's like the same person in a different body, Rob, as it would be. Um, I have him on the show because he's actually an expert Perfect. on cigars and stuff. So that way there is someone who actually knows their ass from a hole in the ground on the show. And then every week we're being a guest. And what we're doing is purpose of bringing in people of all different levels of experience, but also all different, um, you know, professions and financial areas and kind of showing what it's about. Because that was the cool thing I found with this is you go into a cigar bar and I've met a lot of cool people. I don't call them friends because I don't like friends, um, <laughs> but people I know and uh, and I've, I've met some really cool ass people. And again, it's like, you know, I've, I've met some people who are like very blue collar and just that's where they put their money. And then people that are, who are very well off and, and obviously that's just a, a tinge of their cash. Uh, playing in the yeah. cigar world, and I actually already locked down a first sponsorship, Scott. So you'd Hell, be, yes, good job, man. Nice. Do it. Yes, so I got foxcigar.com um, helping me out, and also giving anybody who, when they go through and like buy an order for them, even if it's like two or three sticks, all you got to do is in the comments mention my name, and they'll get a little gift pack sent with it. So whether it's free sticks, free lighters. You know stuff like that. So pretty. Cool. I feel like one of my kids are is growing up right before my eyes right now. It's a magic moment, you know. <laughs> I, I, funny, I, though, I have to say, listen. So there's different arcs that you can use for anything. Like like we'll say for a podcast, and one of them is you know being the expert. And I'm coming to you to disseminate all of this great education. So tune in and get that. But then there's also the arc that is I'm the newcomer. And we are going mm. to learn together. And I, right. I think that's yeah. a really good route to go. And that's exactly what you're doing. So it's like a perfect setup. Yeah, it's going to be enjoyable. And it's it's fun because what we're doing is that the we review one stick every episode. Nice. But it's cool because obviously my review is pretty, you know, I could taste like two things typically. And then you turn over to Rob and I'm like, oh, well, were we even smoking the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty cool, but uh, we're enjoying it. It's getting uh, a lot of good feedback already. So, and the big thing, Ron, which you could definitely get is it's grounding. Like when you're crazy busy with work and everything like that, it's, I, I imagine it's much like what playing the guitars and the bass do for you. It's like, it forces you to slow down because it takes an hour plus to smoke a cigar. Hmm. And yeah. you're just kind of end up in the moment. There's been a couple of times where I've almost left the cigar bar and forgot my phone there because you're not on it. <laughs> So you're just like, oh, I got to go. And they're like, oh, shit, I guess you should probably bring that with yeah. me. Um, but it's definitely been helpful because I walk out of there usually with 10,000 ideas to uh, to implement. 
one including being starting a new podcast after five whole months of experience. Nice. I love it. I also man. enjoy awesome. that I've got some haters already, so it's good. I had somebody really? comment the other day, and I, I knew I made it because yeah, I was good. shared on a cigar page, and the guy, somebody commented, and they were like, they said something in effect of, I'm a, a cigar, whatever, somebody that likes cigars. And the guy goes, yeah, for like two months. And I was so happy because I'm like, I've made He already it. knows my name. Yeah. Yep. People already hate me. This is fantastic. And I'm just getting started. You're going <laughs> to really hate me soon. <laughs> send, send me the link to that. And guys, anybody watching right now on YouTube, the link will be below. below. So after you're done watching this, go click on that. Awesome. Appreciate you, Scott. That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm excited. Dusty even mentioned having me on as a guest yes. me in as like a total rookie and like smoking my first cigar in a cigar bar, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, well, I was kind of uh, really thinking he would smoke a cigar and then Rob and Ron would just go off on a tangent. Who knows where it would go? Well, you I know, know. Yeah. I, 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 he, he's yeah. so much like you, like to give you an idea, we went to, uh, so we had a conversation one night and he, he likes to feel like he is, uh, you know, a bit of a classy individual mutant. That, yes, that's so beautiful. And uh, so we happened to go to a dinner at a place the next day, and we took a picture. There was a king on the wall, right, uh, at this uh, bar. And he goes, oh, King Henry VIII. And I'm like, why do you know that? That's totally a Ron move right there. Yeah, like he immediately yeah. knew who it was <laughs> and then broke it down. He's like, oh, yeah, he was known for being a man whore. He had six wives. I'm like, why, why, why do you know that? That's a that's that's yeah. a Ron thing. Ron probably knows that too. He's like, yeah, six. The second one was a smoke, well, smoke show. The rest I, were ugly. Um, I, I I believe that they now think that he had syphilis, and that's why he was killing off his wives and going insane. Was because what? back then they just thought you were a crazy old king, but now they think that it was probably syphilis because that's what happens is you just get dementia. It just fucking your brain just eats itself. So um so yeah. Oops. Plus, they were drinking out of lead goblets, so they all would give themselves the fucking lead poisoning, and they'd all just fucking lose it. That's why there are so many crazy fucking kings. <laughs> you see what's happening right now, Scott, right? I mean, it just, The more it, you know. <laughs> of course, right. he, he knew that, and I was like, yeah, see? Like I, like I said, I'm going to put them together. I'm going to get out of the way. And I'm going to be the one collecting the check at the end. So I got to go, go fact check everything I just said because I'm not sure. I'm not, the oh, half no, of it someone might be watching this will. <laughs> Good stuff. No, no. You know, you know how it goes. So, Jamie, we have to mention um, this is your first time back on the show since you signed with Mutant. So welcome yes. to the mutant team, you know, and uh, exactly. mutants actually mutants actually sponsoring the show now, so we're really happy about that. So yes, um, I heard that on a previous episode. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, you know, but you were already booked. This isn't even a ploy, not even a marketing <laughs> ploy, you know. No. You were already booked, anyways. So uh, you're we're, we're we're looking forward to um, Arnold UK. Is that still yes. the plan? Hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. I'm doing Italy before, though, which is six weeks away, and then it, um, Arnold is eight. Nice. So I'll wow. have a little run out before test the waters. How long are you going out there for, like, to Italy? Wednesday, come back Monday. Uh, show's on Sunday. So I, I probably, like you guys, like to get there early-ish, so just to get settled and oh, yeah. you know, get the food in, get trained, get the water off, and happy days, yeah. How far is Italy, yeah. like, flight for you? 
for me, I think it's like two, three hours max. It's only a short flight. Okay, nice. Yeah. Well, I, I still wouldn't understand people who, you know, they travel out on a Friday and then re- go straight to registration, sleep and compete. You know, I'll sub that. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm with you. I, I always was, if the show was Saturday, Wednesday was the latest I would come in. Yeah. Plus, for, for me, obviously, you guys have all been around partners in prep. In the last stages, you're absolutely useless. Right. And you, all you do is annoy each other. So if I could, I'd go on the Monday. Right. <laughs> and I'm, <laughs> I'm sure she'd love it as well. So the Wednesday's a nice uh, meet in the middle thing. Right. <laughs> How do you feel? I, on, always on tried the, I always tried to keep it to a minimum. I, I like... I, I was never a go Monday guy. That was way too long out yeah, of my yeah, comfort yeah. zone. Yeah, I mm-hmm. was like, uh, can I get there Wednesday night? Hmm. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Or really early Thursday or something. I don't know. I would yeah. always try to push it a bit. But, yeah, you need you need a few days. I think it's nice to have so, the home comforts of, of prep and training and food for as long as possible. True. Mm-hmm. And then you got to find that balance, haven't you, between getting there and thinking, oh, shit, I've got here late. Now I'm in a rush and I'm – don't know where food is and blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, but right. to, to answer your question, prep's going well. It started slow. Um, and I think it was all because it was off the back of – let's rewind to when I met you guys in um, Ohio in March. Right. But at that time, I was 3.43, peak off season, and I felt good. But actually, from there, I just fucking fell off a cliff. Hmm. <laughs> To the point where when I went to FIBO, I think I was in the 330s, mid-330s, right. but I'd just come off cycle. And Milos said, right, we're doing a lot of shows this year, so, you know, credit to him. We need a minimum of a 10 weeks off cycle, which was 250 milligrams of test a week. Mm-hmm. So in, in today's values, they're like TRT plus, right? This was right. near near enough real TRT. Um, for 10 weeks, and I'd never had 10 weeks off cycle for as long as I can remember. It was always 20 weeks, 26 weeks on, six weeks off, get blood work, check, get back on. Right. Um, just me being honest. So this was a, the longest period I'd had off. And then at the back end of that, so week eight to 10, I was in Mexico, all inclusive. So I came back 320 pounds, feeling and looking like utter shit. Right. That was the start of prep. Um, so it took a, a while for the drugs to get in the system and for me just to get mentally switched on and get the routine back in order. Um, I'd say it was a bit of a drag for about six weeks. And then you start questioning, shit, am I too old for this? Like, mm. is, is, have things changed like up here? Have I got what it takes still? And all mm. these questions kind of cascaded from being a fucking cycle. Mm. <laughs> well, of course. But now I'm very confident that this prep, I mean, I was speaking to my training partner today, six weeks out from a show. I've never got six weeks out from a show and thought, fuck, that's gone really quick. Like I've, I can't even remember prep. I doesn't, right. it's not dragged at all apart from that first stage where I was like getting into it. Um, so maybe that's why when I was in, it was easy and it was exciting and enjoyable. Uh, but I, I'm confident that I'm going to bring the best package this year ever. And I know everyone always says that, but I do genuinely believe that. Um, and I was looking forward to going to Vegas because Andrew Jack is getting a lot of uh, publicity at the minute. 
and I know when last time I was in Vegas, I had a photo of him in the airport, and might have been a good angle, but I made him look small. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to get a retake. We're both in shape, but I don't know whether when we go, he might be doing the Texas show, or that's he'll be there because that's the Texas is a week before. I'm not sure. I've not double checked, but yeah, Texas is a week cheap. before. Right, yeah. so we'll get a few cheeky photos of Andrew, and that'll be my way of stirring up a bit of social media kerfuffle because he's obviously doing the Arnold's. Well, I will be joining you guys in Vegas, but about late uh, later on in the week, because okay. I'm actually gonna—I actually have to go to the Texas show. Um, All right, I've got three guys doing it, and then uh, yeah. and then I got to go home for a few days, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I got to come to Vegas and shoot with you guys. Right. And then I got to come home for a few more days. And then I am going to go to Pittsburgh for the North Americans. Nice. Wow. So I've got a really hectic August, like insane August. And, um, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. So it's, it's going to be crazy. But I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun, you know? Yeah. So basically, we, we might miss a few shows, guys. There might be a show in yeah. there, too, that we might not be able to get out. <laughs> well, just a heads yeah. up. Just a heads up. We'll, we'll do what we can. <laughs> you know, you know, of course we will. Of course we we'll will. have to see what's see what's cracking in Vegas. You know, if we got a good apartment, we could always join the podcast with a cigar each. You know, oh, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. Perfect. That would be amazing. People would love that, too. I was coughing like <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask you, Jamie, um, what's your favorite social media platform or thing to do on social media? And what's your least favorite that you do because you think it's important? I had a few questions about that. That's a good question. Well, I got told by my kids, and Dusty probably second me on this, that Facebook was for old people. (laughs) True. So Instagram is like the one I use. And then Snapchat, I think I'm, I, I'm admitting I'm too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise. So, plus, I think with, you know, the, the score, the social media is like a full-time job in itself. So I don't know how people manage multiple platforms. And mm-hmm. I know Mutant wanted us all to do a big push on TikTok. But at this stage, when I've been using Instagram, I'm so familiar with the platform and how it all works. And even though that fucking changes all the time as well, right? Right. You, you're then being asked to do a completely brand new thing that you haven't got a following and zero engagement. And I think when you've got a platform that is engaging with people, it's almost a turn off when, I don't know, the Instagram's the... The fresh face, one pint, uh, when you just walked in the bar and you can have a good look at the girls and you know what you're looking at. <laughs> a new platform like TikTok is 10 pints, end of the night, anything <laughs> fucking goes. You wake up in the morning and shit, what's that? <laughs> <laughs> so I made a bad choice. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm an Instagram person. Um, I mean, I think they're really pushing reels at the minute, so I'll try and yeah. do a few reels. I do like doing stories. I've always done stories. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know if you guys have noticed this as well, but I never, ever had to advertise for coaching at all. Mm, right. I just did stories on a morning walk. I got loads of engagement, loads of like inbox messages, whatever, loads of signups. For whatever reason now, I think, obviously, it's uh, clusters marketing and advertising. 
and it's mm-hmm. um, leading into our income. So I think Instagram is stopping stories from getting out there hmm. unless you're willing to pay them for promotions and advertising yourself. So that's definitely been noticeable. And my story views, if I do too many, just dive off a cliff. Right. So I think you've got to try and keep gend up with um, the latest trends. And I think it is reels at the minute. So, I mean, even posts, I would put a physique shot up and I would get between three and 5,000 likes. Any post that would put up would get a thousand likes. Yep. And now it's like I've put a physique shop and it's getting seven hundred and I'm thinking, fuck, it's not even a thousand. That should be like three to five. Hmm. Yep. Nothing's changed apart from whatever Instagram are doing in the background and we have got no idea or way to stop it. <laughs> yeah, it's I a weird weird this conversation at home all the time because it's like I don't understand what the benefit is. Um, hmm. but actually a friend of mine sent me a a clip and Instagram's taking a big enough hit from people with big followings that they're considering altering some of the stuff they're doing back huh? Yeah. because it's, what? it's bad enough that a lot of people that I talk to that, that have a good following, they're looking at going other places or they're just doing less because it's not, they don't see anything from it. And I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, it is enjoyable. Um, when you can go back and forth with people. Like I think sometimes a lot of people when they're looking at social media, they think it's all like me, 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 and how can I make money? But it is enjoyable yeah. to reach across the world and have conversations with people, have a similar, um, you know, that, that like the same things and, and share the same yeah. passion and stuff like that. So when you take that away, your engagement goes down. Cause you're like, well, yeah. I mean, I used to get on, a, on an average, like a video post, you know, 20, 25,000 views. Now I get like 7,000 yeah, on the same thing. Enough. You know, so it's, it's definitely, it's enough, but I'm happy to hear because I'll have to send you guys the clip, but um, it's actually a conversation piece now because Instagram has taken a hit from the people with big followings. They're like, well, I guess we'll just go yeah. somewhere else because, you yeah. know, a lot of them, that's truly 100% their income. Yeah. So well, it seems so like your your links that you're putting in the stories as well. If you're obviously we've all got codes to allow our following to benefit and get a discount. But yeah, if, that link, 20. <laughs> <laughs> if, if, if you that need to help them, is, but if not, you know, dusty 20 is probably better. Go ahead. <clears throat> I'm, not, I'm not doing mine because people who follow me will love me that much. They'll go and find out what it is. <laughs> not really. Um, <laughs> High road. It's very English of you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think if you put the link in your story post, I think mm-hmm. just having that link in there, Instagram associates that link with sales huh. and stops it from getting out to people. So that is then affecting not just us, but our sponsors as well, and potentially our contracts. Right. So it's a, it's a bit of a minefield at the minute, if I'm honest. But like you said, Dusty, I do. What I enjoy most about Instagram is being able to show people the journey. And I know right. the journey is like a bit corny, but. I've always, for many years anyway, I've always shown people from my worst to my best. And right. I wish more top-level guys would do that because, unfortunately, they got to settle for down the rung, <laughs> me doing it. But when the guys at the very top, top five, top ten Olympians, you don't see many of them doing that. And I think the newer ones like Hunter, um, he does a lot of posts. You see Brandon when he's at Oxygen. 
Mm-hmm. But really, in the main, they keep themselves themselves. And I think as fans of the sport, we would like to see the top guys week to week. But also, and this is a talking point, I noticed Cedric, bless him, in his last year, he started doing it. Yeah. And the negative feedback he was getting, because he wasn't looking his best. Mm. But that's why people don't do it, because it is a mental yeah. head fuck. Yeah, yeah. actually put your vulnerabilities out there when you know you don't look your best, to be shot down and not have people think, well, he's putting himself out there. So what's the? I've always thought, what's the point in saying anything negative? You know, I think good to say, just don't say it. Well, it's part of the process too, and that's why it's good information to put out there. Because I think that, that, you know, I mean, we all train clients as well. And it's something I run into, especially with the younger guys. Because, you know, when when you're starting out, you're definitely going to get them a little softer than you do now. Because it's just like, we just need as much muscle as possible. And if, if the fat lands on you, I'm not really worried about it. And it's a, it's a fight that I have on the regular because they're like, well, you know, I don't, I, the top guys don't do that. And I'll go show them, you know, old back when everybody was guest posing all the time, Jay and Ronnie pictures. And I'm like, these dudes were bloated out of their mind because they were getting big, but now we don't share it. You just, you yeah. just hide or you let your career take a dip because financially, if you're not a top seven guy, it's actually more valuable to look pretty on social media than to gain the yeah. three extra pounds of muscle you could if you got softer, you know, or yeah. like you said, if, when you're coming off, it's, I do wish that more people would do that because it's, you're lying to people. I, I remember the first time it happened to me, I was, uh, I was bodybuilding maybe four years and a guy came over, uh, a friend of my wife's at the time, and I'm in the house, and I had my shirt off, whatever, and it was dead off season. I was, I don't even know if I'd ever taken anything yet. So I was soft, and the guy was like, oh, I thought you were a bodybuilder. <laughs> because the, in their head, the average person thinks a bodybuilder's peeled all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wasn't offended. I just realized, like, he doesn't know that, yeah. you know, the majority of our life is this version, and the side they see is the magazine, you know, when you're peeled. Yeah. I enjoy That's the funny. game as well. I see social media as a game, especially when you're competing. Because I know everyone's so hung up on body weight, right, as a bodybuilder. Oh, yeah. So I know. Let's say let's say I'm 310, but on the post I say 325, and I'm six weeks <laughs> out from a show. Well, they're going to be thinking, shit, I'm like 50 pounds away from that. But <laughs> also the caveat to that is I know I look my worst on a picture or a video. It's when right. I look my best in real life. Mm. Mm-hmm. So although the weight is going to like immediately probably think, oh, fuck, they're going to think, oh, he still looks like shit. But I know <laughs> when I stand next to him, it's going to be different again. And I would prefer to look better in person and people say, oh, fuck, you know, you're bigger in real life than if someone, these, some of these guys look huge on social media, see me in real life, you're like, where's the rest of you? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they left it with the filters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you fit right in uh, at the booth, man. Like, I still remember when you just come and hung out at the Arnold when, you know, you weren't yeah. even signed yet. And, um, you know, people were just walking up and they're like, oh, yeah. Like, they they were literally saying, like, oh, like, he's obviously on the team. Yeah. You know? uh, <laughs> like, he's obviously on the team. It was it, a good match. Yeah, yeah. But it's um it's the type of thing that, you know, you're right. You have to see like certain big guys in person, you know, like I remember yeah. I remember seeing Gunter when he was yeah. big. You mm-hmm. know, and I mean I was in my twenties. 
So I was like, holy fuck. You know, right. he was just, you know, at six foot two, he was just fucking massive, you know? Yeah. And, you know, you meet other pros, you know, like the first pro I ever met was Lila Brada. Right. And I was yeah. shocked at, I was shocked how small he was. And I was a snot nosed kid and I still thought he was small. <laughs> right. And then he, and then of course yeah. he took the sweater off and it was fucking crazy. But, yeah. but it's a, you have that in person, like, you know, when you stand next to guys on stage, you see the frame size yeah. difference. So yeah. how do you, how do you feel you can improve the way you show your physique this year? compared to your well, last showing? What, what are the improvements going to be? One of them is practicing how I show my physique. Hmm. <laughs> That's a big one. Uh, and Milos is a stickler for posing. You know, Some of the voice notes he sent me back to my check-ins are just like comical, ripping me to bits. <laughs> Jenny, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, oh. uh, but I've got a, a guy I'm working with for my routine, so that's going to be like nailed on. Um, I've always winged it. And at the end of the day, it's our profession. So routines are routines. I know they're not judged, so people can wing it. Okay, but the mandatories is where we're judged. And and obviously, we're all different shapes and sizes. We've all got different angles and ways to show off our physique to its best capabilities. It's something I've never, ever put enough time into. So this Mm -hmm. year, I'm working with a guy called Joey Belt from uh, Vegas, actually. Mm -hmm. Met him in the Dragon's Lair when I was there. He's helping me with uh, some posing, and I'm just drilling every day, um, morning, post workout. So I'll be very accomplished at presentation, and I think that will be the best changes I'll make because I'll be able to showcase what I've got a lot better. But not only that, I do believe, and you probably agree, that the more you pose, I think the more detail it can bring out as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you just yeah. you just get so much so much better at controlling everything you know do do you have a here's one pose i always i always liked for a tall guy like you the three-quarter twisting back double Mm. you know what i've tried it it. i've I've tried it but my left arm i don't think it's flexible enough it's like it doesn't turn out as much Mm. as i want it to so uh, on my latest instagram reel today i did one where i kept uh, this back arm straight Instead of like, you know, curling down. So I have to have a look oh, okay. and see what, see what you think. Okay, cool. I'll have a look at that. That's a cool yeah. shot too. Remember when Hida yeah, yeah. used to do that one, that variation for the back? Yeah, yeah. He kind of had that shot too, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. I thought it was a great shot. Yeah. I like how okay. you go into it. You know, you like kind of swing around and go into it. It looks really good. But then you've got this. I just think it's immobile, this left arm. I need to get my massage, massage guy. He says I just drill it until it starts to move. Right, right. Got to rip yeah. something loose. Yeah. Oh, what about what about uh, body weight compared to last show? So I said I came off holiday at three twenty, and and this is a good talking point actually because I think a lot of people you you're, you're probably in two camps. You got some guys that drop a ton of weight, um, and then you got guys that seem to like hover around and recomp and don't end up dropping a lot of weight at all. And luckily mm-hmm. I fit into the second camp because I started my prep at 320. So, oh gosh, we're talking like eight to 10 weeks ago. I forget how long it is now, but I'm 311 this morning. Right. So I'm nine, nine pounds down, but just worlds of difference. And I'll probably finish up about 300. 
Last nice. time I was two ni- 295 on stage. Um, and it's not because I'm chasing 300 as that number. I just know in my head, six weeks, I'll probably drop a bit. Something will go in, we'll recomp, we'll drop a bit. Something mm-hmm. will change, we'll recomp. You know, Milos has got me taking that. This is a bit of a secret sauce. <laughs> we take we only take Halo for the last two weeks. My right. protocol, it got Halo for the last four weeks. I was like, okay, this is new. <laughs> we'll see how we'll see how this pans out. <laughs> Apart from being just extra angry. Yeah, yeah, that's, the, that's the only drug I've ever taken that made me angry as hell. Yeah, <laughs> driving yeah. to a minimum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> I'd have to I'd have to lock myself in a shed, I think. <laughs> where I can't do any harm. Yeah. Just try to try to be a good neighbor. Just a few more weeks. <laughs> yeah. You know? There's, there's been times where I've been tested, but how, we've made it through so far. How long have you worked with Milos for now? So started working with this time in November, okay. but I first worked with him in 2015, um, and I was like working with him for about two years then. So, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what's that like? What's it like being a client of his? I mean, I've seen, I'm sure all everybody listening has too. He's done a lot of yeah. really cool content and helped share a lot of yeah. education. I'd be curious to know what it'd be like to be one of his clients. Yeah, it's, it's good. He's extremely passionate about what he does. Huh. Um, and I think as a, as a client, you know, that's, that's what you want. You want to feel the energy. Yeah. Like you, you want, you want to feel that your coach actually bothered and he gives a shit and he obviously does. It's quite clear, um, but with the level of knowledge that he has, um, and I know people have differences of opinions on certain protocols he would advise, but I, I think everything's running perfect at the minute. Say that, he's not put me on no carbs yet, and I know it's coming. So, right. <laughs> when that happens, I'll probably say different. <laughs> what, what changes has he made to your training? Right, so good, good question, Dusty, because obviously he loves the giant sets, yeah. and I have a private gym, so I have the ability to do giant sets should I wish. I did giant sets for a large part of my early off season when I was like three three forties. Mm-hmm. Fuck, was that hardcore on the heart? Yeah, I was shaving out my ass, <laughs> <laughs> and I just. Some some would say that giant sets would be well suited for prep because the output's up. You know, you probably get in shape quicker. But through training like that and analysing it, I just think it's too much volume to maintain a level of load and intensity. Agreed. So what we're doing now, me and my training partner, who's an actual absolute animal, by the way, I give him a shout out, Swino, you crazy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> He nearly killed me on Saturday doing legs. I didn't know whether to laugh, cry, or punch him. Hell yeah. <laughs> I just smiled. I did something different. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're kind of just doing a standard style of training in, in the sense that we'll choose one exercise at a time. Mm-hmm. But we'll just go heavy, high volume. So there'll be some supersets. There'll be some drop sets. Um, and I like to call it, what's, what's the uh, the... The heavy duty, low volume, high intensity. This is high volume, high intensity. Just both. Right. <laughs> All of it. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Best of both worlds. And I, I'm training six times a week. That's a big change because 
for the past two to three years, I've been drilled in that recovery is key and rest days are more as important as training days, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But Melis is like, Jamie, what is your profession? This less is more? Bullshit. More is more. 12 times, 12 sessions a week, 20 years. Look at me. <laughs> like, oh, fucking okay. I'll do six days, all right? Calm down. <laughs> 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 oh, okay, I'll have an arm day and a hamstring day. There, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I train, I train Monday to Saturday, and I have Sundays off. And to be honest with you, it works perfectly. After you get over that mental aspect of training six days in a row, mm-hmm. I think it's more mental than actually physical. Um, right. That being that being said, I'm taking my recovery very seriously, and I have got an ice bath. I don't know if you've seen that. I, no, I, I have seen that. Kidding. I was aware that you had one, yes. Yeah, so this one goes down to two degrees. It's got like a thermostat. You can change the temperature. Um, it was set on five degrees when I got it. I was fucking cold. So I did some research, and it said between five and 15 degrees is optimal huh. for cold shock therapy because all it does is it drops your core body temperature. So if it's a bit cooler or warmer, you just got to stay in a bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um you're going to have to change this to Fahrenheit to, for the Canadians and Americans, but tap water comes out at like 17 degrees centigrade. Mm-hmm. So when you think, fuck, that's cold, but five degrees, that's a lot fucking colder. Okay, that's 60, 62 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah. Okay. So I put it on 10 degrees, and I was doing 10 minutes at 10 degrees, but then I found, shit, I don't feel like I'm getting the same recovery benefits. Hmm. So I had to put it back on five degrees. <laughs> but I was in there. <laughs> Rest days, because it's good before you go to sleep as well, because obviously if you imagine you're putting your body under stress, so then your body comes out of that stress and wants to recover, and it's like it wants to shut down, wants to you go to sleep because I need to repair this, what you've done to me, you asshole. So right. going in before bed's a good idea. So at 11 p.m. last night, I was in five degrees ice bath for seven minutes before bed. That's, and that's <laughs> 41 degrees. Five degrees is 41 Fahrenheit for all of you U.S. guys out there. Yeah. Is is well, part of the reason? So you're saying it helps you fall asleep. You're saying it's a good yeah. time to go to sleep. Is that like yeah. a part of, partially an adrenaline dump too? Like, do you have a little bit of like a? Oh. Yeah, I think so. And I think it's um, I think it's actually linked to growth hormone release as well. So if you do the ice bath and inject GH, double whammy, all at once. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like converting your two IU's to ten IU straight away. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't just want bigger muscles. I want my hands to grow. That's how much GH I this want. This is science, people. This is science. Don't judge us. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a way of taking more GH like in your head and saving money at the same time. Just squeezing that pituitary like a sponge. Just wringing yeah, it, it out every time. Just yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've, got, I've, I've actually got an infrared sauna in the garage, which is where the ice bath is. So my plan was to go ice bath and sauna for the cold and hot. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the, the sauna is an infrared, so it's got panels at the side and the back. So there's nothing at the front. So you get out of that ice bath, you're still freezing, like shivering in the sauna. The sauna's like red hot. So I just go in the shower and that warms me up after about 10 minutes. <laughs> Damn. Ah. It's good. It's good for men- mentality. That's why I got it. Because when I was struggling at the start of prep, I was like, man, I need to sort my head out. And, and that... Mm. Facing that, because I was going to do it every morning, and I did do it every morning when I first got it, just for the mental test every day. Because once right, you've done that, 
you know, it's, it's easier to get stuff done. Now it's just come down to the rest days. So it's like once a week because I have one day off. Right. Yeah. So that's a lot better. It's, it's <laughs> interesting. The volume you're, you're saying like, or the, the amount of training you're doing, it reminds me, it was probably a few, few years ago. Now uh, I had a conversation with Brandon Curry on one of the shows yeah. and, you know, he'd always been like really good, but then he got really, really good, you know, and he won the yeah. Arnold and won the Olympia. And I asked him, I was like, what was the difference? What, what changed? Yeah. And he said, well, you know, I'd always listen to all the podcasts and listen to everybody say that you had to really, that less is more and to do, you know, less and to make sure your recovery, blah, blah, blah. And then, and yeah. he, and he said, and then he started going to oxygen and he realized that like, maybe he's one of those rare people that can do a whole heck of a lot of volume and intensity and that you yeah. can make that work. And that kind of sounds like what I'm hearing from you too, is that yeah. you're, you're, you're getting the recovery you need. Like you're able to do uh -huh. that. It might not work for me, might mm -hmm. not work for some people listening, but it sounds like it's working for you. Yeah. I think we'd all agree. There's three, three main elements to training, load, volume, and intensity. And mm -hmm. I think it's just a balancing act between the three, whatever training style you do, you know, obviously the heavy duty, there's a ton of fucking load. It's going to create more stress um, yeah. without as much volume, which may require you to have more rest to recover. But again, when you set your split up a certain way, you can re actively recover while you train other body parts. Um, there's, there's definitely a way. And I do think mentally, because of the narrative that has been pushed on us with the push-pull legs and less is more, we just naturally fall into that more so than actually feeling out what's best for ourselves hmm. sometimes. Right. I was, I personally myself was never a fan of push pull legs. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, and like, I'm not a high volume guy and I just felt like it was not enough volume. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. And I, obviously there's the frequency has increased, but I just, yeah, I was never a fan of push pull legs. I know a lot of people loved it for certain reasons, but, I needed at least a four day, you know, or, a, or, you know, yeah. later on a five day, you know? Yeah. So, so do you have a, for me as well, it, Sorry, is there a six day split? Like, do you have six different days and then a rest day? Yeah. Um, so back Monday, just Tuesday, it's quads Wednesday, shoulders Thursday, chest again, Friday with some arms and then it's hamstrings on Saturday. And mm -hmm. what I'd say is a big thing for me with the push-pull legs was that it was an alternating split. So every week I had a different fucking rest day, which yeah. for me is just a nightmare because I can't plan shit. I like to yeah. plan. So having a set day split works for me great. Mm -hmm. So arms, arms don't even have their own day. There's some chest on that day. Yeah, but Monday, Tuesday, biceps with back, triceps with um, oh, chest. Okay. Okay. So I'm hitting them twice a week. Okay. So chest right, and nice. arms twice a week. Yeah. Because we analyzed at the start of this prep, maybe it's because I'm 36 now, but I actually developed, or maybe it's just because I listened to Fuad too much, developed some cheeseburger tits. So <laughs> we, need, <laughs> we needed to train them titties twice a week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I love that they've got a name. <laughs> They're getting there. They're getting there. Oh man, I don't even know what to say to that. They're like, um, <laughs> they, they've gone from cheeseburger tits to 2% turkey pies. They're not bad. There you go. There you go. 
That's hilarious. Man. When you were on your, um, when you were uh, TRT basically for that 10 weeks, um, mm -hmm. what did you alter with your training? I still try to train six times a week. I definitely noticed recovery um, impact. Mm -hmm. But that's actually when I think we stopped doing the giant sets and thought we need to just tweak this a little bit. Mm -hmm. So I think the volume, the volume dropped. Right. Um, and if I did feel trash, I would just take an extra rest day. Um, right. So some, some, some weeks I would train five times, not six. So I think that's mm -hmm. the main thing, isn't it? We just got to really monitor recovery more so when we've not got the uh, extra cellular influences. Well, the, the reason I brought that up, though, is because, uh, and I'm curious, all of your guys' feedback with clients, I run into an issue where, so when I was coming up, I had a guy that knew his shit, that was a pro bodybuilder that I listened to, and really nothing else. Like, I'd go online, but it was purely for entertainment, and yeah. that was it. Now, at times, I have a lot of clients who have way too much information at their fingertips, and they yeah. don't know the application to them. So yeah. they'll come to me with suggestions, things that they, yeah. they're sure we need to change. Um, and I just had one last week, a, a longtime client, and it worked out really well because um, we had a conversation. He was, he was sure that we needed to change the training and this and that. And um, I said, I think you're training like a pussy. Yeah. In fact, I'm sure of it. And yeah. he was like, no, no, it's, you know, trust me. And, and, you know, we just kept having the conversation. We're on the phone for like 30 minutes and I don't do phone calls very often. Um, no, and then he, <laughs> and they sent me some videos and he, you know, to his credit immediately was like, I'm training like a bitch. Huh? Yeah. And that was the first step. Now the key here is, uh, I don't dismiss what they think because you can't ignore their body and how they're feeling. But I said, all right. Yeah. Now let's run what you're thinking, which he wanted to go to just a bro split, very basic. I said, cool, let's do that. But I need to see, keep seeing videos because I need to see the training like this with that alteration and we'll decide, you know, because yeah. I feel like that's a danger zone. Like you said about the balance between the three. Yeah. If the intensity is shit, the other two things are almost whatever. Yeah. I mean, nothing. Definitely. You know. So it's, it's a weird thing that I struggle with online because it is odd to me. You know, I'll watch videos of, of you know, any, any of the top guys that are training and I'll see someone post a video and tag them. And I'm like, yeah. how do you think that that looks like the same thing? Hmm. I know, yeah. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the weight because that's I try to drive that home. Like, I don't give a fuck how much weight you're using, but the intensity no. is not what these guys are doing. And I remember, I'm sure you guys remember this, but uh, Luke went off one time on, on his show with Fuad. And he's like, we are not doing the same thing. You and I, he meant like yeah. to the audience, you know, right, we were right, at the right. gym. And I, I thought that that was Sorry. such a strong point. <laughs> he's leaving. He left us. Yeah. I can yeah, see that though. I like, you notice how dusty said he was like, and he watched it, you know, we talked and then he realized that, he was training like a bitch and that was yeah. the first step. It's like, that's like Dusty's, you know, the, the first, you, the first step to admitting that you train like a, or what would it be? The first step to fixing it is admit that you train like a bitch. Right, like, yep. right, right. <laughs> well, you know what it was, was when we were having the conversation, which was really good. He said, I think we need, uh, 
you know, the, the workout's too long. He's like, mm. I'll be 30 minutes into a workout and I'm starting to check out and I'm thinking about leaving. And I'm like, that's your brain, dude. 30 mm. minutes. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. no way. Like, you yeah. know, and you know me, Ron, like I am a low volume guy, but that's just a decision. Cause I think people have to factor in, in that 30 minutes, how many minutes were you actually under your high loads? Four and a half? Yeah. Five? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because uh, I was talking to one of the guys that I help out at the gym and I remembered, you know, sometimes when you're talking, you trigger like things that you haven't thought of in a long time. And I remembered the first time, like it was one of the very first times I was at the gym and I remember the guy spotting me, making me do four reps. Right. Like yeah. I was like 14 and I'm training with, you know, these two kids that are like a little bit older than me and they're like making me do forced reps because they learned off their dads and their dads mm -hmm. did forced reps. And like, you know, you'd lift the bar and drop it on the guy like, okay, one more yeah. negative. And then like, you know, you'd force a couple <laughs> yeah. reps and then you'd give them, you'd give them a, a heavy spot and, and make them do the negative. Right. And then you'd lift it up and rack it. Yeah. And that was like yeah. how we benched. And yep. I was like, at 14, I was taught that right off the bat. Like, you bench until yeah. you can't, and then your spotter helps you, and then he makes it even worse, and then they rack it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that was just – so that was translated to everything that we did. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, you know, I'm not saying it's the optimal way to always train, but at least your default is train fucking hard. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's, what, that's what you have to have that – uh, there's a lot of ways that you can kind of get away with some other stuff if you just train real hard, you know, and yeah. obviously there's the best way for you, but you might never totally nail that down. But one thing for sure, <laughs> you know, you know, it's weird though, is I sure. find that people have this, um, because there's so much information out there and there's so much fear of, of, you know, overtraining or under, you know, there's, there's yeah. just so much like, it's the same thing where you, you, you must have this intra workout or your legs will fall off and all this shit. And I always had a weird mentality once I, once I learned how to train, which was, I won't know where the line is until I cross it. Yeah. Yeah. Until I do too much. And my body tells me, that was too much. Fuck off. Then I'm like, okay, now I know where the line is. I feel like most people never even approach that line. Yeah. And they can't maximize and really figure that out wrong. Cause you're, you're right. You, you have to, you do have to, you, there, it is what works for you, but you can't know that unless you're training that way. Because to me, intensity is, is the first of the three. Yeah, and because right. that's like, to me, the, the non-negotiable, the intensity should be through the roof. Now we'll decide the frequency and the volume based off of that and how your body responds. But I don't think there's ever yeah. a point where I'm like, yeah, no, it's fine. Trans 70% intensity all off season. I'm sure you're going to grow. <laughs> yeah. The Milos did say during the 10 week phase, he was very adamant about saying you still train all out. Mm -hmm. All out means, you know, balls to the wall. And if you fucked, then we rest, but it's balls out. Yeah. Um, question. Because my view is in prep, the goals kind of shift, right? From obviously building mm -hmm. muscle to burning fat. One thing I've come across a lot recently is this 
we have to preserve muscle in a prep. That's what the drugs are Obvi- for. Obviously, <laughs> yes. yes. All these, all these grams of tablets and things that we put in our bodies are going to do that for us. So work <laughs> fucking hard. Yeah, and I just think the the work rate, and again, the intensity is lacking in a lot of mm. people. And whether it's because there's too much information out there again, I, I like the old saying, paralysis by analysis. You got yes. clients' heads just spinning around like fucking something like Total Recall. Um, I just think it's been lost. I mean, I do the Stairmaster post-workout, 20 mm-hmm. minutes. People are messaging me saying, aren't your legs going to fade away? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, because i got a grammar training one. And a gram of each here and the other. <laughs> not, not really, by the way, not really. <laughs> but you get my point. Um, yeah. I yeah. Yeah. The, the training, the, the, the training really, really hard. Um, I, I remember one thing Jay Cutler said once. He said, no matter how low his carbs were, he always went to the gym to train to get bigger. Right. Yeah. And so he said that was always his like, okay, I'm here to get bigger. Right. And that would be what he would tell himself, like walking out onto the floor. Like I'm, I'm training to get bigger. Like that's the only reason I'm here. And it could be like two, you know, two weeks out, you know, but he still went in with that mentality, you know? So, you know, that's important. And, you know, keeping your, also, I always felt like you got to do you got to train real fucking hard because that's how you get that, that post-workout calorie burn hmm. that sticks around yeah. for like 36 hours, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and you, you want to kick that fucker, you know, you, you want, you want to get like everything out of it. You want to demand recovery of your body is essentially yeah. how I so- sort of thought of it. You know, yeah. like I'll get leaner sleeping if I train real hard today. <laughs> yeah. I you tell know? my clients, you gotta, you gotta earn your food. You right. gotta earn the right to eat. I, I can't even begin to think what I'd feel like if I had a shit session. I'm six weeks out, post workout, eating nice big bowl of oats because that's what I like to eat post workout now. I'd feel like, I don't know, I'd feel like I've robbed someone. Like I shouldn't be eating this. I'm not allowed. <laughs> um, but the, the intensity is definitely lacking in the kind of modern day social media bodybuilding worlds. And I think it is because of social media. But that being said, what I find hard to believe is why is intensity lacking when there's so much content out there, so many crazy people doing training videos, showing people intensity. Mm-hmm. I feel like that is a common line. I literally just over the weekend, I put up an extra Q&A for fun. And what you said, Jamie, was actually asked. He said, if I train legs on Saturday, should I skip cardio on Sunday so I don't break down the legs? And he wasn't uh, like, he was just asking. And it's like, yeah, yeah. No, no. Because, you know, the way I looked at it was really simple. And I think it's how I look at everything in life. I would much rather find out that I did too much chasing a goal hmm. than not enough. Yeah. Yeah. I would hate for somebody to say, man, if you just did a little more, you'd have won versus, hey, next time cut it back a hair. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because I mean, you feel like shit during prep, no matter what, as far as the diet and the cardio and the energy. So I always felt like, well, I don't feel better. It's the same thing as like if you have a, you know, if you randomly have a cheeseburger that you weren't told you could have, 
You don't yeah. even feel better. It's five minutes or less of flavor. Yeah. And you yeah. still feel like shit. So yeah. why? You know? Mm-hmm. It just never made sense to me to leave anything on the table because, you know, yeah. and particularly if if you if anything, if you're really serious about this, I find that most of us kind of get off on it. Like I used to like being yeah. at the very end and hitting numbers and, and even your training partners are looking at you like there's something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, how can you do that right now? You know, it's just yeah. because I think Ron nailed something the other day that I'd love to talk about with you, Jameis. He talked about people worry so much about their pre-workout drink, their powder, more than yeah. their pre-workout routine to get mentally in that place, yeah. you know, for the workout. You know, what are your thoughts on that with, I'm not, I'm not hammering the new age of Bible, but just in general with people since supplements and pre-workers have become so important have you, have you seen a little of that yeah i think people are over-reliant on supplements and other things mm-hmm. i mean i have to admit i do like a coffee before i train that's probably a large placebo effect but uh, the the core motivation to train is is still there mm-hmm. what i find in prep i don't know if you guys are the same i i go as i go through prep as i get leaner towards the end my training time will become earlier in the day yeah. because mm-hmm. I just want to get it done and then eat and rest and do whatever for the rest of the day. Um, having the anxiety of thinking about that session till meal four, if I can do it at meal two, I'm going to do meal two. Um, yeah. Now, people who haven't got the ability to do that, if they got like set jobs, then yeah, they've fucking been working all day, they're tired, but that's when they need a solid goal in place because that goal needs to be bigger than feeling tired and knowing you got to go home and prep your meals and this and that. It's, we've all done it. We, we, people think we're lucky, but they forget that we forged this path through hard work, through motivation. Mm-hmm. I've done night shifts in the fire service and, and I used to run up and down the stairs in the fire station for my cardio. Yeah. At six o'clock in the morning, when we got to sleep at work and everybody else was asleep, I used to wake up and run up and down the fucking stairs. So there's yep. things that I've done that other people weren't prepared to do. But like you said, Dusty, those things for us, it's a little switch. It's a challenge. And and I've adopted the Hunter Labrada win the day, but I've kind of put a little twist on it that you win the hard days. Mm-hmm. Because the easy days don't really count. Right? We can all do the easy days, mm-hmm. but the hard days, when we do the cardio after legs... When we get through the leg session, when we're on zero grams of carbs and we're two weeks out, mm-hmm. winning those hard days is the, the things that normal people can't do and the ones that get on stage and they're not in shape and they come sixth place or, you know, that's the things we kind of get off on. And it is a yeah. bit weird, but that's what makes us good at what we do at the same time. Right. I love the tie and Rob Bailey talks about that, where every morning he likes to get on his treadmill and, and I set up something that's going to be brutally hard to do. And he said he'll literally be screaming at the treadmill, like, fuck you, you, you know what I mean? Because he's yeah. so pissed that he said himself. But when he gets done, he's like, I woke up this morning, slayed a dragon, and now my day is ready. And yeah. it's almost like, and, and I totally understood it because he applies it obviously to business and things, but it is the same, which is, well, now what can't I do? If the first thing I did was torture myself with something I didn't yeah. want to do, but chose to do it anyways, yeah. and made it as hard as humanly possible, got it done, then the rest of the day, you almost feel bad for. Because it's like, I'm going to kick the shit yeah. out of this day. 
See, it's yeah. stories like that, Dusty, that make me feel terrible about my morning. <laughs> you know, I sit down. My girlfriend hands me a cup of coffee this morning. <laughs> like, I, here's coffee. And I'm like, oh, this is, thank you. I open my laptop, up. check my email. There's like, Whoa, some you nice had to open your own playing. laptop? We got to talk to Yeah, her. I do. I do. I try to, I try to, you know, continue to do most of the tasks. <laughs> I do a lot of my own stunts around the house. <laughs> you know? That's great. So yeah, I feel bad about that now. I'm not out slaying dragons. Yeah, well, you know, you might have slayed some in your sleep. Who knows? I, but, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But you're also the late guy. I always laugh because you'll love this, Jamie. Ron will send texts that are late his time. Yeah, which puts yeah. them like four in the morning our time. Yeah, and yeah. and like I'll see it come through when I get up in the morning. I'm like, Ron was still up and like cranking at one in the morning. <laughs> yeah, you know. Well, so that's why so I always love when people do the. For me. What's the? It's the hard. <laughs> that's why I love that people think it's hardcore to like wake up early or like stay up late. I'm like, it doesn't matter. It just matters what you get yeah. done while you're awake <laughs> I, I do yeah, sleep a lot less now like i used to always i mean when i was big i would sleep you know eight to ten hours every single night or i'd sleep right. eight hours and take an hour nap mm -hmm. but now i sleep like seven hours maybe i get like 20 minute nap so it's like it's enough that i notice it i definitely don't sleep as much as i used to so yeah. but i'm busier True. You know? It's a good thing. It's a good thing. He's, he's, what, his, his body's smaller and his wallet's bigger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, if you're going to get smaller, you want, you want something to get bigger. There you, you know? go. <laughs> um, what's, uh, what, what's, what's Jamie doing now at this point of the – like how, how, um, how normal are you now? Like are you still, you know, watching the same amount of television or are you like – watching way more now because your prep brain no. or way less or you're starting to buy stuff on amazon every fucking day like what's going on yeah, did you buy a new car yet I'm this not, prep not yet no not yet i've uh, bought a new car in february so i can't get rid of it <laughs> <laughs> although, although i did go to the the bmw um shop whatever it's bloody called um and i saw an x6m and i was like oh that's nice People have, been, people have been telling me I need a bigger car. The M3 is quite small. Did you have them run the numbers? No, I didn't even dare. I didn't dare. Ask don't don't go back kids. for nine weeks. That's that's a little protective yeah. measure for yeah. you right now. <laughs> to, to, to be fair, the spending has calmed down because I listened to a, an audio book that my mate kept badgering me about. Uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I don't know if you've heard of it. Oh, yeah. yes. Um, obviously, he's teaching me about money and how to manage money and understanding money a lot better. And it made a lot of sense. So I'm now considering, and Dusty, I know you're big into business, so you know exactly what I'm saying, but I'm now considering what assets I've got, what liabilities I've got, and I've realized I've got far too many liabilities and not enough assets. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, so that's a beautiful thing when you figure that one out. <laughs> yeah, so the spending's calmed down, and I have actually been, well, the spending has been calmed down on certain fronts. And I know Ron will agree with me on this one. I've been pumping a little bit of money into crypto. So <laughs> it's a good time too. Yeah. The markets are low. So I've been yeah. sp spreading a bit across and doing a lot of reading on YouTube and not reading, bloody listening to videos um, <laughs> just on finance, financial stuff and listening mm -hmm. to all these 
leading financial people in the world. Just getting motivation from them. There's always something in prep, isn't there, that you tend to go to and watch. Yeah, it's yeah. been food videos. Like Paul Hollywood's got a great series where he travels the world, all food places. It's like prep porn. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the minute it's financial stuff, sounds it's it's really good to do something different and interesting. Um, but I find that I am a daytime person. I train. Come around this time, six o'clock, five, six o'clock. I can be dead man walking. Like that's me done for the day. I'm I'm done. I got no concentration, no kind of attention span. Like watching TV with the missus is just. I just annoy her because I'm like. <laughs> so <laughs> I come in here. I've got the uh, the PS5. Right. Um, I bought a game called Final Fantasy. It's like a um, a game I've played for like years since I was a, a young kid. Yeah, yeah. And that that keeps my attention for a little bit, but even that I can play for an hour and I'm like, oh God, I'm just bored. I can't wait to start the next day. <laughs> right. And that's what's taken that way. You, you want have to carbs and meal one. Meals, <laughs> finish your meals, get to bed and start the next day. That's where I'm at. And nice. Well, I feel good. I'm I'm enjoying prep and I'm definitely not dragging my ass around. It's just I think probably a mental thing that once I've done the training, you kind of breathe a sigh of relief that that's another day ticked off. Mm. You just want to start the next. I had a few questions here for you. I'm going to go back to the well here. Um, What is different about life with a better sponsor versus a not as good sponsor? The best sponsor. Well, it's kind of how I'm rewording their question because it wasn't as friendly. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> I can imagine. It sounds like it, it sounds like they, it sounds like they've had, you know, their own bad experiences or whatever. Yeah. So wouldn't 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 be surprised. Well, I was yeah. actually thinking about this. Let's tell um, let's tell bad stories. Tell some bad stories is what I'm asking. Yeah. <laughs> you quickly realize when you have mutant, you will second and third this. I don't know if Scott's tasted any of the uh, isosurge or the aminos. I haven't in a long but what time. I, no. What I've found over the years is because obviously the price of raw materials has gone up, Yeah, people are trying to save money and keep their profit margins big, and you do find that a lot of the products out there now just taste chemically. Hmm. Like they've got some, some weird taste to them, and they just taste off. I'm not just saying this I'm sponsored because like I say you're second and third this, but the, the products on mutant taste the best I've ever tasted, like products. Oh. The ISO surge, I'm not really a fan of strawberry protein, but that strawberry way, I'm like, oh god. <laughs> Katie, you stay there, darling. I'm taking this over sex any day. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> at, at the minute, at the minute. Um <laughs> well, no. I've, I've, I've really liked the flavorings and um, that goes for the aminos and everything as well. So the quality comes through in the taste. I mm-hmm. think that's a, a dead giveaway when something's been cheapened down with the Chinese hair scrapings or sweepings, whatever you want to put in your amino acids. <laughs> <and things>. <laughs> bird, <laughs> bird feathers. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's nice um, to work for a company that, have a solid infrastructure as well, you know. Mm. Really, George, blessing sorts out the trips and the invoicing. And when we go to places like FIBO and we're going to Vegas, you just 
know that you're going to be looked after, pointed in the right direction, fed, watered, bed to sleep in, flights sorted. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um, it's a nice experience all around. How, how does that sort of uh, you know just you know stability um, yeah. help with your mentality going into the show? It's it's very helpful because I mean, you know that you've got a company that is wanting you to do as best as you can as an athlete, mm-hmm. not just wanting their kind of two cents from you and sticking you on a stand and making you kind of earn the money that way. And one of the big things that like, stuck with me early on was when I was at FIBO, George said to me, Jamie, we're coming to the Arnold's, but you're competing. You do what you can. That means you can't come on a stand. You can't come on a stand. Just don't, don't worry about it. Concentrate on the show. And that was a massive thing because it is a stressful time, isn't it? When you're in prep, you those last few days out, you're thinking, oh, I just need to rest now and get ready for the show. And the thought of standing up on your feet for fucking six hours is yeah. quite daunting. That's why I've never understood why they do the Olympia meet and greet the night before the Olympia. It just seems mad. But right. obviously it's uh, um, for, for, for reasons, obviously for fans and whatever else. I'm going to put yeah. into uh, the big boys at the top, do it the, the, the day after, the morning after. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, going back to that, you just it puts you at ease. Puts you at ease a lot. Um, it's it's a solid company that's been around for ages. I can't wait to come to Canada to have a look around and, and meet Jim's new robot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The T one thousand plus yeah, twenty four. Come, come up and see the AI. <laughs> yes. Yes. I need to train Definitely. at your gym. Yes, um, they've talked about getting you up to my gym for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got a solid team. I mean, you you guys have been with Mutant for a long time, so you're more versed to answer the question of how good a brand they are, I guess. But I, I we, can only say good things. You know, I was going to tell you, Jamie, that happened to me uh, one year. Uh, I was dieting. Um, Ron may not remember this part, but I was dieting, and we were. I went to FIBO, and I want to say I was about six weeks out from a show. We go to FIBO, and on the way back, I'm flying through Chicago, then to Phoenix, and I hit the ground in Chicago, and my flight's delayed, Um, and it's Uh. late at night, right? So I'm like, all right, whatever. Um, I go to go eat a meal, find a place to just sit down and eat the meal. I eat the meal, and now my flight's canceled, Uh. and it's like one in the morning. My flight's canceled. And I glance and I just see the line to everybody trying to figure out their flight information. And I was like, son of a bitch, here we go. Yeah. And I go to walk down there and also my phone rings. And I look down, I don't recognize the number, but I'm like, I'll pick it up. I answer the phone. And it was actually the lady who does the flights for Mutant. What's her name, Ron? Do you remember? Um, Tammy. Tammy. She calls me and says, hey, Dusty, your flight just got canceled. Um, your, this is your new flight information. Go downstairs. Uh, you're going to exit out the front. There's going to be a guy waiting for you. He's taking you to your hotel. You're going to have oh, about wicked. six hours to sleep, and then he's going to pick nice. you up in the morning and take you back. And Dude, I was that's like, so cool. Yeah. Holy shit. That, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, all the stress that was, was accumulating as I walked toward this line yeah. was immediately gone. I literally yeah. walked downstairs with a guy standing there with a sign, got in the car, went to the hotel, Slept, came back the next morning, and it was it was seamless. And I'm just like, yeah, okay. I would have been there for two plus hours just sure. working that out, and then it would have been a question mark of, 
what flight was available because so many flights were canceled. I had the first flight yeah. out the next day. It was seamless. I just remember I was like, okay, this is another level. And I think you can only get that with a company that's got experience and time behind them because mm-hmm. that's the kind of shit these new companies have to find out. And unfortunately, when you're an athlete with a newer company, you, you find out. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. A, it's a breath of fresh air as a, you know, I would say older bodybuilder now at 36. That Finally getting I'm, some goddamn respect. Yeah, landed <laughs> on my feet. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, Ron. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Jim. <laughs> no, it's a, uh, it's, how does it also help you? Um, and, you know, this isn't about mutant. This is just about, um, you know, you know, accumulating sponsors, you know, yeah. you know, you think, you know, certain sponsors aren't going to align with other sponsors and stuff. So obviously it, it's, it's good to be with kind of a hardcore brand because, yeah. you know, there's certain other brands that would align well with that. Um, does that play on your mind when you market yourself? Yeah. I mean, obviously when, when uh, I met you at the Arnold's, I went back and spoke to the missus at, at nighttime. I remember speaking to her and I just, I said to her, I says, mutant and the giant, it's got a good, it's got a good feel. You yeah, know? Right, right. <laughs> it, 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 it all, it goes well together. But like you say, when it, then when you potentially meet other sponsors, well, Jamie's with a solid company, it definitely raises the respect and the confidence that they have in you. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think obviously I've not competed with Mutant yet, so I think a lot of exposure will come from this next however many weeks. I mean, right. the plan is to do as many shows as I can, which will lead me up to the last show of the year, um, which is Romania in November. Mm-hmm. So that's the plan in principle. We all know these things can change. And then obviously the Olympus in December. Um, but we all know as athletes, when you compete and when you're in shape, it's a great time to get yourself out there and, and get exposure for not just myself, but for the brand as well. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where you get eyes of other people, other sponsors. So I think that's all yet to kind of come. Have you uh, started shooting with Rebecca Andrews yet? Not yet. Thursday. Thursday. So yes. Rebecca Andrews is doing a, what is it, six-part, five-part? I can't remember. Five or six, yeah, for the for the Arnold's, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. She's doing like a prep series on Jamie. Oh, that'd be I so love her be... work. Her work is so yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and as far as I know, they just sort of told her to just make it. Yeah, she's uh, she's well up for it. She's been messing me some ideas. Yeah. Um, she's not going to like battle in it or anything. No, she she she, asking, she what? She's asking me straight away, Jamie. Do you go in the ice bath on training days? I was like. No, Rebecca, we'll save that one for next time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you where it is. I'll show you where it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's you got a cool bus. house in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give them a, give them a tour. Yeah, you got to give us a tour. The, Introduce the, the dog, you know. Too. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, well, the dogs, are, the dogs are incredible. Yeah, everyone loves the dogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course. Do you, do you get the big guy, little dog thing when you walk your dogs? People crack jokes about that. Yeah, but 
They probably say it to themselves. Not a lot of people say it to my face. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm definitely losing some size then because I get the odd person to say it to me. They're like, oh, for a big guy like you and a little dog. Yeah. So I usually say, well, hey, I, I can only afford so much food. <laughs> That's what I say, you know? I used to always say, if, if you need a big dog to protect you, that's your business, but I can handle myself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay. Well, Jamie, um, thanks for coming on the show, man. We appreciate your time. Pleasure. Absolutely. We, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun seeing you in Vegas. Yeah. And I can't wait to see how you look, because I know you're coming in quick. Well, Andrew, you better be scared. I'm telling you. <laughs> we'll have some fun. I told Bring Flex Lewis. Brussels sprouts. I, I I told Flex Lewis we were coming. We're all going to film at yeah. the Dragon's Lair. Nice, and yes. he's excited about it. So uh, it's going to be a good time. So no we'll doubt. see you there soon, and then I get to see you again at the Arnold yes. UK at the end of September. Yes, I, I think um, I will most likely come on the stand on the Friday because mm. the show's on the Sunday. Right. So if okay. I do the Friday and then I'll rest on the Saturday and show you what I'm made of on the Sunday. There you the go. Fun. Dusty, yeah. are you coming to that? I think so, but nothing. I mean, okay. you know how it works. We get all pinned in. But yeah, I can now. They're, they're not against me for not being jabbed. So we're good to go. Oh, right, okay. right. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Sounds nice. good. Okay, Jamie, thanks. Remember, everybody, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. Jamie the Giant, follow him on what is it? AKA the AKA Giant. AKA the Giant. Not not Aka the Giant, as people think. <laughs> yeah, some people don't get that, eh? Hey, Aka. Yeah. AKA, also known as the Giant. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't watched enough 80s gangster movies. Yeah, it's obvious. You know? Saying, okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Jamie. Awesome, guys. Thank you very much. Okay. Cheers. Later.